Hi, business teacher friends, and welcome back to the Art of Teaching Business podcast. I am Denise Lee, your host, and these next three podcast episodes are going to be everything accounting. Um, I get so many questions about accounting, and I am very vocal about accounting being one of my favorite classes to teach. So this particular episode will be all about exactly what is the key concepts that should be taught in accounting class. I will also, in future episodes, be talking about um, instructional strategies, instructional tools for accounting, um, as well as just how I keep the kids engaged in my accounting class. So let's dig into High School Accounting 101 and Teaching Academy of Accounting. Um, So this is my 25th year teaching accounting. I teach high school. I am a teacher that has 42 minute periods and I teach five days a week for a year. So it is not a semester class. Again, five days a week, 42 minute periods for a year. So I have a lot of time with my students. I teach an accounting one class and I teach an accounting two class. My accounting one class really focuses on the concepts of accounting and accounting two really is the basics of automated accounting, digital Uh, technology and software, as well as a lot of Excel. So I teach um, QuickBooks and Excel in my second level of accounting class. Um, We cannot teach enough Excel. So I will go a little bit more into that here in a bit. But there are three things that I believe students need to absolutely master in accounting class And if your students have mastered these, you have done your job, dear teacher, friend. Uh, The very first one is debits and credits, account classification and journaling. That all goes together, but journaling correctly and flawlessly and being able to give a a transaction and journalize it um, with mastery is the first key concept. In our major textbook companies, that would be chapters one through four. And yes, I'm including the posting chapter. So do I use a textbook? Yes, I do. I use a textbook. I use uh, the most popular textbook company um, and I like it. Um, Actually, I love the textbook. I feel like that textbook raised me as a teacher because of the scope and sequence within its pages. What I hate about it is that students hate it. So if my students are giving me that vibe and they are rolling their eyes when the textbook's in front of them, I know I need to veer away from the textbook, Um, use its content, teach its great rich content, um, but in creative ways. So again, we need to learn from our students, right? So um, this isn't on instructional strategies. This particular one is what they need to master. And yes, I do teach posting. I don't teach everything in the textbook on posting. I have the students post a couple times. I make sure that they understand posting verbatim and they understand the concept of how we get account balances. And then I move on. So I do the mastery problem with the students in the textbook. I don't do the work together, the on your own and the application. I do the mastery problem with them. We do that as a class. After they do that, I mean, I don't want to insult my students' intelligence. Um, They are able to fly on their own. And I have a 
accounting series, an accounting simulation actually called Pamela's Pies. And that is what they post by themselves. So I'm really showing them posting content in two ways. They are seeing it on paper. Um, I do not use um, the uh, software that comes with the major textbook company. I don't subscribe to that. I did one year and I just didn't like it for, for other reasons. Um, but we do the paper version of the mastery together. And then they do Pamela's pies, which is my own digital simulation. And then we call it a day. The students understand where accounting uh, balances, where account balances come from. So the very first thing that they need to master again is debits and credits, transactions, and generating account balances. The second thing that they need to master is the understanding of gap concepts. And, you know, my gap book is from 1997. I have it. It has an old last name that I don't even have anymore on the textbook or on the gap book. I show it to the students. It's at the front of my class and it's about three inches thick. It's, it's very thick, daunting, uh, very small text. It has a lot of content in it because there are a lot of gap concepts. There are about 10 that I think accounting students need to understand. And if you ever used my snip note accounting system, um, the, the several, I think there's 12 in there that are featured are the ones that I think beginning level accounting students need to understand. So that's why I put them in the snip notes. Those snip notes are all of the essential information that I believe needs to be covered in a um, first level accounting class or a survey of accounting class. So gap concepts, they need to understand why we have ethics and principles uh, for accounting, and they need to really understand those 12 gap concepts. So that's the second thing that I think that they need to master. The third thing that I think they need to master is the three, the top three most important financial statements. And of course, that's the income statement, the balance sheet, and the cash flows statement. Now, I told you I really like our textbook. I have, I feel like it's raised me as an accounting teacher, but I've also had the opportunity to work with accounting firms. Uh, most recently Deloitte on the Deloitte challenges that are housed on their website. And I will actually link those free challenges in the show notes below in which um, I wrote the content for those challenges. But my work with accounting uh, firms and my banter and discussion with these professionals um, has taught me a lot beyond the pages of the textbook. I know that income statement and balance sheet is unbelievably important. The students need to understand that on an income statement, uh, that's where we are finding out if we uh, are been, have been profitable or not, that it's the difference between our expenses and our revenue. Students need to absolutely understand the balance sheet is the accounting equation, and we want our assets to equal our liabilities and over owner's equity. And that's really where checks and balances come from. There's a systematic way to see if we are correct and accurate with our accounting records. But the third statement that I mentioned, the cash flow statement, isn't mentioned in the textbook until page number 600 and something. Um, I am deliberately not mentioning a textbook specifically um, because I'm not endorsing any textbook company. Um, however, I think that's a big flaw that we're not introducing cash flows 
with the financial statements um, that are in a much earlier chapter in the textbook. So I make sure my accounting students understand income statement, balance sheet, and cash flows statement. I want them to know um, the different components of the cash flows statement, uh, like investing operations and operating and so forth. So the three things that are key things that students need to master, again, are debits, credits, account classification with journalizing, gap concepts, and why we have ethics and principles in accounting, and financial statements, specifically the income statement, balance sheet, and the cash flow statement. Now, I belong to a lot of social media platforms that are groups of teachers, and I have to say those platforms are such a gift. When I started teaching 25 years ago, there was no social media, there was no other teachers to talk to. It wasn't until I was year 19 teaching that I even spoke to another, this is hard to believe, that I ever spoke to another accounting teacher. I often wondered, like, what are they teaching? And how quickly are their students getting through chapters one and two? Um, I had these questions about, like, uh, the cash control chapter, and are they even teaching the eight-column worksheet? Um, I would have been at the edge of my seat to be able to banter and discuss what was taught in their classroom uh, because, again, I was the only one teaching the content in my school and still am the only one teaching the content in my school. Now that we have social media, we can collaborate with other teachers and it is such a gift. But sometimes I read the posts and I get, um, I just cringe. And I'll tell you why. If it's around the holidays and someone is on chapter 15 and they started in August, like you know everybody else, um, sometimes that makes teachers feel like a loser, like, oh my gosh, they're already through chapter 15. Let me tell you something about that. That doesn't always mean that their students understood chapters one through 14 to the mastery level. I'm telling you that the three things that need to be mastered in accounting one in order for students to move on and learn more is the three, the key three concepts, the debits and credits transactions and, and classifications, gap concepts, the 12 that I feel are the most important, and the three most important financial statements. If those things aren't mastered, then the teacher that reached chapter 15 by the holidays has not, in my eyes, been doing their students any justice. Sometimes we just want to drill through the content. We are eager to get through the chapters and we don't allow students to truly lead instruction. Truly leading instruction is making sure we're doing those short formative assessments to make sure that our students are understanding concepts before moving on to the next concept. So that said, um, I am sure that by the holidays, I am through the cash control chapter, which in my textbook is chapter five. And that sometimes blows people's minds, but I spend a good four weeks on chapter one because and chapter two, those chapters are so important. I show them textbook examples. We do um, textbook 
problems or transactions, as well as a whole series of digital activities that I created to engage my students, bring the real world in as much as possible. If I had to add a fourth, and I probably should add a fourth key thing that should be taught in accounting is what's the purpose of accounting and like its purpose and what are the opportunities in accounting? Why is accounting accounting? What, where does it have, where does it fit in the scheme of the business world? Cause it is, we know the language of business. So I also cover that in those chapters and I go far beyond the textbook in chapters one and two. And that is a, a whole series of digital activities. I can link some in the show notes um, that I do in chapters one and two. Again, Mastery does not mean understanding. Mastery means that it has become so fluent for them and easy for them that the rest of the content you teach, you could even motor through it because they understand the most important concepts. So I I urge you to not in any way, shape or form, look at what someone else is covering in their textbook and how many chapters they're covering um, without being really sure that your students understand concepts. Don't move on. Don't don't motor through the information. Um, the other thing that um, I would have loved to ask an accounting teacher is, do you teach um, posting, which I already said, yes, I teach it because they need to know how balances are generated, but I don't dwell on it because nobody posts. I think it's important for students to know no one is manually sitting at a desk posting by hand in our small businesses. I also make sure my students understand that small businesses are 400 employees or less in the service realm. So it's important for them to realize a lot of small businesses aren't very small, actually. So no one has the time for that is what I'm trying to say. It's all automated. The brain needs to understand where the balances come from. The other thing I, I asked a lot, and I would have loved as a young accounting teacher to ask someone else is the eight column worksheet. Do you teach the eight column worksheet? Because if you show that to an accountant, that's a practicing accountant, they'll say, yeah, that's really not familiar with me. I know this because when I showed the Deloitte folks, they're like, yeah, I really don't know what that is. They they understood it because they understand accounting, but they, they're not sure. So let me tell you what I've learned. You know, we know what scaffolding means in education. Scaffolding, scaffolding means learning concepts and then building on that and then building on that concept and then building on that concept. Accounting is a perfect example of a class where scaffolding is super important because you can't understand chapter two until you've mastered chapter one, can't understand chapter three until you've mastered chapter two, and so on and so forth. So what the eight column worksheet is, is it's it's scaffolding. It's bringing together everything we've learned and then taking the eight columns and from the trial balance, um, knowing that our debits have to equal our credits from the adjustment columns, knowing that those now have to be journalized and posted to adjust those two consumable assets for accounting one, which are of course prepaid insurance and supplies. The, the other, the income statement columns are all of the accounts that are listed on the income statement. And the balance sheet columns are all of the accounts that are listed on the balance sheet. Because of course our textbook will take us next to 
income statement, balance sheet, and so forth. So you see why I say I really do like the textbook. It has been a great teacher to this teacher. The textbook series um, that I've used, I've used for years. I charted, started with its seventh edition, and now I'm using the 11th edition. Um, and it's been a, a great old friend. It has taught me scope, sequence, and scaffolding. The students don't like textbooks. So I will, in a future episode, talk about some instructional techniques, strategies, and tools that I use to make accounting very engaging for my students. But this episode, I just really wanted to tell you, stay in your lane, stay on task and make sure that your students understand before you move on, especially when learning those key three components. And if I were to add a four, it would be the purpose of accounting and accounting careers, which is something that I always make sure that I cover in accounting class. Again, this is Denise Lee, and thank you so much for listening to The Art of Teaching Business.